one of the motives to disseminate the nuclear family's um, importance is... Hey guys, welcome back to Keeping It 99 here with another episode uh, with your host, Isaiah Boxer. And we got two special guests today, Mr. The uh, the man, the myth, the Mormon, Tyler B. Jones. <laughs> Not sure what he just said there, but um, I'm Matthew Thompson. And nice voice crack, man. Shut up. Great voice crack. Uh, so we're here today to talk about a very interesting topic, something that affects all of us, and it's the modern day American society. So I'm going to start with uh, Tyler. What are your thoughts? Like, how would you define modern modern day America? Uh, well, personally, I think it's reaching a downhill moment, especially after. Um, if you look at all the stuff going on economically, like educationally and politically, you'll see that the nation's becoming a lot more divided, especially politically. And I mean, our education system is. Uh, I would say it's more improving. The one problem I really have with it is that we don't really focus on what we're good at. We just kind of teach everyone the same thing. And this leaves a lot of people out, especially those who aren't as maybe gifted in certain areas. Like everyone's like pushing for like computer science, STEM, like mm-hmm. math and all that. Like they're saying, oh, you got to learn STEM. You got to get a job in this because we need to advance society. But there's people that just aren't good at it. And it's not that there's something wrong with them. It's just, it's just they have their talents in different areas. Like if someone's really good at art, I personally don't care about art. I'm not good at it. But this person might be really good at it. So why are we trying to teach them how to do STEM when they don't want to do that? They're not good at it. So, like, it's just not focused, like, on teaching people what they're good at, making them better, make it so they can make a contribution to something in society that they're good at. I think it's good to manage expectations. you got to understand what you're good at, and people have to tell you. They can't be, like, enabling. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if you if you go so far in life and you don't enjoy what you do and you're not even good at it, it's not gonna feed it to like increase America's status as a country. If you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I I understand what you're trying to say. Both of you guys, like I think that, um, like if we're gonna talk specifically about the education system, um, is that the education system is very uniform throughout, and a lot of people think that's a good thing, and I think that, you know, it's good to have uniformity throughout states, cities, whatever, but Every individual is different. Every individual has their strengths and weaknesses. So as a society, we should play into the strengths and weaknesses of the people that, you know, are around us, especially in education. But what I'd like to focus on first um, is actually the the political scene. Not not we're not going to get into politics, but like, you know, compared to other countries, you know, America, not all other countries, but compared to a lot of other countries, America is really divided. Yeah. So we like have, to talk about yeah, the, so the division. So, yeah. Matthew, if you want to. I'm thinking that it's what makes America great, I guess, is the ability to be divided. You know what I'm saying? So they can go into their own factions of belief. And, yes, it's negative that they attack each other. Yeah. But I don't think it's a bad thing. It's so, beneficial. Like we, so you think division is beneficial? I think we need diversity. <laughs> Not on the scale of, like, judging one another's beliefs. We should respect each other's beliefs, pursue to explain why our, like, their belief is the best. So like if you're a Democrat, you know, you want to explain how your views on like taxes, et cetera, like how I could benefit the country and then do your best to explain why your argument is the best instead of just like crapping on Republicans and just like making people just, you know, uncomfortable. And, so, like, yeah. so do you think political unity is something that is important to a country's growth? Unity in the sense that it has to be for the greater good. It can't be for selfish desires. So you can't be like, okay. I don't want to say like economically focused because I mean, you do want to benefit the economy, but you can't be selfish. You can't be, which is really hard because like everyone has their own motives and no matter what you get to do, we're all human. And yeah, it's just, a, it's a really, it's a really complex subject, but I think unity is ideal to achieve, but realistically we need that division. We need the different perspectives mm. to feed into one another. And then that'll lead to the ultimate decisions being made. Okay. And yeah, it can be biased because like in the Senate and stuff. But So what you're saying is that like individuals are need to put the, the, the union ahead of themselves. Yes, absolutely. And, and that will drive us closer towards unity. Majority rather than singular opinions and people okay. voting on particular people. So do you think that the majority is always right? Absolutely not. <laughs> but okay. what I'm trying to say is in the ideal scenario, that would be the case. Like everyone wants the greater good, but 
it's their own context which defines the greater good. Like yeah, they don't, okay. Some yeah, people don't exactly. know what they want. You know? like, it's not just that, but also some people have different definitions of what is good and what is bad. Yeah. And it's like, you know, this is the first time in American history where we don't share more, like we don't share the same moral, ethical set of values of what is correct and what is not correct. Well, I don't know if I'd say the first time. Like, no, okay. I mean, well, yeah, maybe not the first time. Yeah, I agree. I feel with like that. now more than ever. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I was going. People are going on. crazy. You got TikTok. You like not crazy, but like opinions are just going crazy now. Yeah, I do feel like the increase in communication through social media and the internet has definitely made it so tensions have become like more, I guess, stress. I don't know. I can't think of the word at the moment, but and they're breeding like the um, youngins or the young. <laughs> <laughs> They're the youth to believe things that they, they don't get to decide themselves. You know what I'm saying? So like they... Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> so, so, hold on. Sorry. I want to attach on this point that you just made. No. That teaching the youth something that they don't understand or like they don't believe. Is, is it innately wrong to teach people who are, uh, who are young, like to teach them what is right and wrong? It's... Yes. Yes. Okay. No. Why? It's, because if you don't teach them what's right and wrong, they're not going to know how to orient themselves or, or know how, well, I, I, how they I was, make... I, I was saying, like, is it wrong for us to be teaching right and wrong? Oh, absolutely no. not. Okay. Is it wrong? No. Okay. Well, that's what you said. No, no. I said... Okay. So, people's opinion... Like, they don't teach them right and wrong. They don't teach them... Oh, they teach them, like, subjective they opinions. Teach them okay. subjective. Yeah, they don't give them the moral neutral ground to, like, know what's right. Well, that's the thing is that we don't... In this today, today's society, we don't share a moral neutral ground. I mean, like, we might. But, like, like if you look at the scope of, uh, I mean, a lot of people have different ideas and beliefs on a lot of different moral topics. Like, so what is the right one, I think, is, like, the question that I'm trying to ask. I would say maybe teach them just what we all agree on. Like, we shouldn't be sending uh, maybe more left-leaning teachers in to teach them that, a lot of the stuff that maybe that's on their agenda is right. And we shouldn't be sending right leaning teaching to teach them that stuff on like left as agenda is bad and like right agenda is good. Maybe just morally the stuff that we agree is bad. Like don't bully people, don't murder, don't steal, don't be dishonest, stuff like that. I would mainly teach for younger kids, teach them like that as they grow up, as they become teenagers, become adults, they'll start to be able to develop opinions and ideas for themselves. And maybe that's when they can start to maybe be more educated on it. Okay, so do you think the education system has a bias towards, um, like, mis misinformation? Like, it, there's a bias towards people's opinion, towards, instead of telling people, like, what is objective truth, instead we play this game where it's like, you know, I believe this, and, you know, what's true for me might not be true for you, and it's just like, you know, as a society, that doesn't make sense. It's not even something just in the education system. It's throughout society in general where... You know, what's right for me is not right for Matthew. And I think that when it comes to, there are some things where that's true. And like, there's like, you know, the way how I study is definitely not the way how Matthew studies. You actually study um, to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, morally, you know, we, it should not be what's right for me is not what's right for you. Like, that's not how it should be. So I think that like, you know, this, you can do whatever you want type of mindset that we live in is actually really dangerous. It's like. People take freedom in the wrong. What do you tense. What do you mean by dangerous? So, like, are you saying that we're leaving it too uh, open as to like you can teach kids that? Um, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Think that like that like some maybe stealing or stuff that like is wrong. Or, that's just a law. No, or, I'm sorry, is right or like something like that? Like, should we teach them <laughs> that that's bad, or do you mean it's too open as in we're teaching them stuff about maybe uh, political like social stuff that's going on right now that we should? Yeah, social things. Social issues. But I think social issues have to, they have a moral background behind them. Yeah. Right? There's, there's, you know, an ethics and a more, like behind every single, sorry, behind every single decision that every human makes in every aspect of life, there is a moral ethical motivation in some shape or form to do that thing or to say that thing or whatever. So I think that there's a lot of social issues where, you know, in an ideal society, you just don't even bring it up. You don't even bring it up to kids because, like, they, it's there's so complex um, things that we're talking about that it's like it's easier if you just don't tell them about it. And then when they come of age, you kind of, you know. 
Yeah, that's that's kind of what I was saying is that we don't need to go into detail teaching them about like the art. Like if a teacher maybe was uh, came from a specific cultural or like uh, background or something like that, they don't need to go and be a teacher, start teaching them about their morals based yeah. on their cultural or religious beliefs or something like that. They should just the things that kids who are maybe elementary school, middle school should be taught are just like the basic what's right, what's wrong in terms of like the big things. Like, I don't know, like again, murder, robbery, being dishonest, being, uh, and I feel like I'm naming stuff from the 10 commandments, which maybe I shouldn't be, but, uh, I want to say that like in school versus at home is completely different. You're going to have parents, like no matter what you do, you're going to be influenced by your parents and how they think. Like now I'm looking back and like stuff my mom told me, which she's a good person. Relatively. Um, relative, relative. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, she's a good person. Um, relative to what, Matthew? When I look back, like, there's some stuff, like, I don't, I don't agree as much. Like, she, um, and not to say it's, like, me being reckless or just, like, like, stuff. Like, the law is the law. Like, I don't do bad stuff, like, against my mom's will, but opinions. Like, politically, you know, like, you're going to eventually grow up, no matter where you are. What? Just because so, you grow up doesn't mean you have to disagree, I think. is Right, but I think it's you can't discern the fact that no matter how we teach the people, the kids, I guess, they're going to like formulate their... We just got to create the best environment for them possible. Yeah, well, so... At home and educationally, which at home yeah. can be tricky. I will say at home is like the, the number one place where yeah. you learn stuff. I mean, you know, yeah. it's kind of part of it. I was going to say... You can name another society or another problem with our society nowadays is that we have a lot of problems at home. Like, yeah, I think we were naming there's way too there's the percentage of divorces in the U.S. is way higher than it should be. Oh, and it's well, like, I mean, it should be zero in yeah. my opinion. But <laughs> so obviously, like, what is it like? Is it like 50 percent? Right Something now? like that. Yeah. yeah. Within like two That's years. That's way too high. You're like these families are being torn apart. These kids aren't receiving the like the proper childhood that they should have. So they're not being brought up properly. And sorry, back to what, kind of what we were saying a second ago. I do think that maybe we should focus on school about uh, specifically the um, the big like general areas of what's morally right and wrong. And then maybe parents at home could be a little more like teach their kids yeah. maybe what they believe or what they think they should believe or something like that. Yeah. So we should leave that to the parents and do them a good parenting job. And that's where I was going to the problem with a lot of homes nowadays are end up broken. And you know, a husband and a wife is somehow not as advantageous to any other. Scenario. I mean, studies show that you know single parent families do worse than double parent families, and that you know single mothers do better than single fathers, and that so like there's there's so many things that just prove you know that prove the the, the existence of a nuclear family, and I think that one of the motives to disseminate the nuclear family's um, importance is um, the LGBTQ movement. It's a and, and feminism. Those are two direct movements that their entire goal is, you know, maybe not their goal, but yeah, one of the things they're doing, it's like a symptom, yeah, like a side effect of it is destroying the nuclear family. I would say it just might be a way that they're trying to push, uh, I'm not going to say their agenda, but their agenda, their yeah. opinions, yeah, okay, whatever, their agenda, it depends, <laughs> I don't know, I wasn't really thinking of it like politically, but it um, is political, <laughs> say more socially, but um, I would say they are making a push for, for that, and they're saying that, oh, it's not nearly as good as you would say it is. I actually had a talk with uh, our English teacher yesterday about how she's saying that view that everyone puts in where you're going to grow up, you're going to go to college, you're going to meet your uh, spouse, you're going to get married, you're going to have kids and have a wonderful life. She's saying that is just not true. Like you're, That won't make you happy. It doesn't work for everyone. And I was thinking about that for a bit because she, she, she did mention that 50% of marriage is in the U.S. and in divorce. So obviously the these people aren't happy and if they even some of the people that stay married they might just be faking it or maybe they don't they aren't smart enough to realize that they're not truly happy and i thought about that for a bit and i think it's because maybe in a lot of these relationships and stuff you're not trying if you put effort and you put time into those relationships with the people that you love you're going to be a lot more proud of them you'll be a lot happier they're going to want to spend time with you you're going to want to spend time with them and they're going to grow and then you can actually be happy yeah and i think this is very big misconception and i've said this before and i've gotten a lot of heat for it but love is a choice i was gonna say right yeah. love is a choice it's not just a feeling yeah. because feelings come and go yeah. so you can have the feeling of love but it's a in the end it's a choice you have to choose to love the person that you're with and you have to choose to do things like you said you have to put an effort 
So I think that it, it really is a choice and it's, it's, it's something that, you know, you know, those groups, their whole agenda is that it's not a choice. It's a, like when you, like love is love, you know, it's just a feeling. It's just a, exactly. It's not. And it's, it's when you, when you say those things, you're not just, you know, pushing your own movement, but you're destroying so many. Cause like, you know, when, when we are indoctrinated to this, you know, the LGBTQ, you know, it's fine. It's okay. You know, whatever your political stance is on that, I really don't care. But when we're told to believe that those things are okay and we're told to believe that love is love, sure, we might not become gay, but it's going to have an effect that love is only like love is love. You know, it's just a feeling. It's not, it's not a choice you make. And yeah, I think that also, thing, like, it's a huge distinguishing like, factor between feminism and extreme feminists. You know what I'm saying? Like those who say killing all men is what we need to start. No. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. That's, yeah, that's, that's absolutely that's ridiculous. <laughs> but like at the same time, like, I understand what they're saying. So like when you trailing back to the nuclear family kind of concept, people definitely need to strive for that. But in terms of, I want to say like the familial hierarchy, it's changed definitely a little bit. Like it's more... Like, women need the need to be important compared to, like, men. Cons- no, okay. Wait, wait, wait. Let me, let me, let me, let me clarify myself real quick. <laughs> women need um, to be equally treated in the sense that they are equally. Okay, and, women are equally treated to men in today's society. Right, and often the feminists who are extreme take that too far, and they use that to fuel their movement more and more, and I feel like that's what's casting a bad image on feminism. So, like, feminism isn't t- entirely a bad thing. It's just the aspect that creates problems. It's well, creating more okay. division between men and women, saying that women are better. Um, but the goal is equality on the levels that require equality. So maybe in the workplace, depending if they work better, and other stuff like that, I suppose. Yeah, I think he's just what, trying, what he's trying to say is that there's <laughs> the two kinds of feminism. There's feminists, and then there's crazy women who really hate men. Facts. Okay. <laughs> Pink-haired. Don't cancel me for that, please. <laughs> um, so, okay. Uh, so what was I going to say about the whole feminism thing? Um, well, I think in modern society, um, there is no need. Er, modern Western society, there is no need for a feminist for a feminism movement. You know, it's, unless unless you want, you know. It, so it depends. Like when you say equality, what are you, what are you defining? Are you defining equality of opportunity, equality of outcome? quality of like what definitely not outcome so opportunity but to prove themselves equally in comparison to men so so equality of having the opportunity exactly okay so i agree i think anyone with the brain agrees that equality of opportunity is desirable even though it's really hard to attain but it's it's still possible um you know equality of outcome is and then the extreme feminists just crap on that idea like they want women to be more yeah they want like prone to have more opportunities because they think they're like I mean, they're not, not special, but like they're more significant than men, which is just kind of ridiculous. So it's like I had an idea. And I think it was that um, you have women out there uh, who are, you're, you're, I would say that you need to push for teaching men how to respect women because there's plenty of men yes. who don't respect women, like Absolutely. talk yeah. awful about them. They maybe don't tr- uh, treat them physically, emotionally as well as they should. And there should be a movement for that, maybe just educating boys when they're younger, like, respect women but then this also goes the other way too because there's plenty of women who have no respect for men absolutely in Which fact they, they hate men like so yeah. okay so i want to go on this point actually this is something i want to talk about um is you know the modern man um it, it's it, it's honestly so you know when you're in school right i mean we're all taking world history so we know that for the entirety of history men are tyrants and they're oppressive and all they do is uh, put women down and you know you can debate that on a historical level to some extent but Amazing. i'm not talking about that but what happens when you tell boys from you know when they're in preschool for every single every single time history comes up that men are oppressed women like the psychological effect of that on men over and over and over again you do, you're doing two things number one you're making them oppressive and tyrannical and number two you're making the ones that are not doing that to be way more feminine and way more, you know, like I don't want to hurt any woman. And it's like, you're getting these two extremes that are just both wrong, completely wrong. And so I think that goes back to the education thing that the Western education is pushing that men are tyrannical, oppressive beings by nature. And I think that 
it's it's really hurting what the traditional man is you know the protector of the family you know the the you know the worker of the hard jobs provider. the provider the protector and it's just like you know first off what woman would not want someone to provide or protect them I, I just don't I don't understand you know how that doesn't make sense but let's say you're a strong independent woman and you don't want that at all um, I, I don't think that telling men that they're terrible people is the solution to getting rid of terrible men yeah I mean I was gonna say I would assume that uh, maybe it can like intermove, but I assume that the role of men and women would be more like parallelistic I don't know if that's a word or more parallel where men would be the protectors and providers of the family and the woman would also have an equal role in supporting the family being able I mean, to they, take care of the children they should yeah. be able to do that but but uh, proportion to meet their needs so like if they get pregnant boom like they're just the dad like, or whatever the dad does everything he can do to protect the family like she stays at home that's just gonna happen no matter what like you don't expect a pregnant woman to go out and work unless she's a single mother which is a completely different issue altogether like you yeah so I'm, I'm, what i'm saying is that society is pushing for an egalitarian system where men and women are indistinguishable from each other. That's, yeah. And the, the, it just, it makes no sense. It, I mean, it's proven, you know, in Scandinavia. Scandinavia is the most egalitarian society. And that is, in, in Scandinavia, you see the biggest differences in interest and temperament between men and women. So it, it just shows that if you try to force men and women to be the same, they only get more different. You know, when left up to their natural tendencies, men and women are going to choose different jobs men and women are going to choose different roles in society. And it's not because like one is less or more important than the other, but it's just everyone has a role to play. I mean, and it goes back to, you know, if you're a Christian, the story of creation, like Eve was a, was a helper comparable to Adam. Like, that, yeah, I mean, like, like literally like, like there's no way you can take that in any other terms. Like, again, I'm going to reference the Bible again. So that's fine. Go ahead. A lot of not, a lot of people might not find this that interesting or anything. But if you go back and you look over a lot of the important men in the Bible, right beside them was a woman that was there to help them. Abraham had was it Sarah, Sarah. or Sariah? Sarah. Sarah. Okay. Abraham had Sarah. Adam had Eve. Uh, I keep taking it more. Mary had Joseph. Well, Mary gave birth. I mean, Joseph wasn't Joseph wasn't even actual the actual father of her baby, and he was still. Oh wait, no, sorry, that's the other way around. But even then, you can think of it like that, where the man is supposed to support the woman, and. Uh, uh, let me think. Help me think of more examples. You probably know the Bible better than me. <laughs> um, there's a lot of examples. I mean, oh, Isaac. Isaac had Rebecca. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Jacob. No, not Jacob. Yeah, Jacob. He had Rachel. Yes. Yes, but he had like two other wives too. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to, to history. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you know, men and women are there to complement each other. So I think that pushing that you know men are oppressive, tyrannical. And it, what it does, what it does, like outside of that, another point is that it just creates this, you know, feminine man. Which there's nothing wrong with yeah. being like kind of feminine, but you can't have every single dude like that, right? To say that you know being strong and protecting is wrong or is incorrect, I just I don't see the the legitimacy of that opinion. Yeah, I would say that we want to create. An ideal man would be a man who is strong, able to protect, able to provide, is a hard worker. But he's also a respectful man. He knows how to respect women. He knows how to respect his kids. He knows how to respect other people. And he's also, like, kind, caring. Uh, I'm just Compassionate. Gonna, uh, yeah. He respects yeah. her choices, but and he's tolerant. Or has more temperament, honestly. Yeah, and I think that going back to, like, what you just said about the, uh, about, like, respecting women, something else that's wrong in modern society is that well, no one respects anyone in general, <laughs> yeah. but like, That's a good point. you know, you know, the, the sexual nature of yeah. the sexualization of the world we live in, it's, it's act, every single thing is sexualized. Everything. It's actually that's, crazy. That's, that's, sorry. I think I was thinking about that a second ago and I forgot about it. It was when we were talking about happiness and it, in our relationships and we've become like, so our society has been moved so far toward thinking of like, uh, becoming more sexualized and like relationships and other stuff like that. We forget what having an actual relationship is and what it means to like actually love someone without necessarily being sexually like loving someone with, uh, not for the sexual attraction. Which yeah. will come naturally out of genuine love. Yeah. yeah. I like love for their personality, who they are rather than. I, I agree. And especially like. with any female celebrity you see to this day, they're just 
They're just sexualized. I mean, it's not just female and male male celebrities. I mean, female (laughs) girls and guys are just so sexualized by girls and guys. It's crazy. And while some people embrace it to like boost their status, like you know, like Cardi B, Megan Thee Stallion, like. They go crazy. Yeah, that's <laughs> because they're well aware. Probably of go ham. The feedback they're gonna get from doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, but so my point is that as a society, condoning that sort of behavior, what it does is it leads to the lack of respect. I mean, you see guys, you know, just sleeping with girls wherever they want to go, whatever they like all the time. Girls doing the same thing to guys, and it's just like, and the the worst part is that's become like the norm, the yeah. normal social tendency is just to. You know, have sex whenever you want. It's lost. It's um, like it's it's, it's as if sex is like a physical toy. And then right. like you'll have like uh, sometimes even relationships will get torn apart because of it because yeah. someone can't uh, think about like, they don't actually love their spouse maybe for the personality or like who the person they just is. like it because they like having sex with them. Yeah. So when when you have the opportunity to maybe cheat or something like that, you're gonna be like, oh, I would never do that because I never want to hurt this person because I love them and. It, I would feel all kinds of awful if I hurt them in that way. You're just like, if you only love them for because you want to have sex with them, then you're just gonna go have sex with other people too. Like you're gonna cheat on yeah. them. Yeah, it's like it's like this idea that sex is just a physical thing, and I think you can tie that even into the LGBTQ community, um, where one of the one of, the only way that you can logically um, defend uh, like being LGBT or any of them is because of sex. You have to, you have to assume that sex is a, is just a physical uh, thing that you just do in I, order yeah, to, that's... in order to logically defend yeah. that proposition or that, that, sorry, not proposition, that position of life in order to defend that lifestyle, you have to assume and you have to say that sex is just sex. And it's like, you know, because, you know, sex is just a toy. And I just want to have sex with whoever I want. And often. That, that has to be the center of their argument. And that, so that, that, that goes back to where it's like, you know, them doing that, them making that the center of their argument has pushed society into becoming more sexualized than it already was. Yeah, it's like kind of sad. I might be bringing my religious viewpoints that's, into this a little fine. bit. That's fine. You're a single human being. So that's fine. <laughs> Yeah, again, I'm just looking out for my future. But, uh... <laughs> oh, man. That, oh, man, you made me lose my Sorry. thought. <laughs> Bro, come on. It was mainly that... You said some religious beliefs. Mormons. Yeah, what were you saying before that? Help me remember. I said uh, LGBTQ people making sex, being a physical thing, the center of their oh, society. Oh, yes, okay. Yeah. Sex is not a toy. It's not oh, it's something not. Yeah, you just yeah. do for your enjoyment. The purpose of sex is for procrea- procreation. Procreation. Okay. For to express genuine love in a person, either one. Yeah, it's something that should happen. I mean, I believe between a man and his wife, a woman and her husband, or something like that. It should happen between spouses. It should be something that is shared between them. It's not like something you just go out and do for fun. Yeah, it's it's not a social experiment. Yeah, I agree. What are your thoughts, Matthew? You you can have different opinions if you want. I mean, or the same one. I don't necessarily disagree. Like that, that's the way it should be. But society is conditioned so much to where like they don't know any better. Like they're brought up believing that oh god, yeah. sex is just you know is what. Yeah, it's and like that's my issues. point. Is that right, yeah, yeah okay. and it's a product of you know first off the 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 sexual revolution. It's a product of the sexual. Rev- that's a thing. It's part of the sexual. Re- Fair enough. Uh, okay. Product of sex. Jesus Christ, a product of the sexual revolution. Which includes, you know, the LGBTQ community. Includes women becoming like dominators in society. It includes um, just sex as a manifestation of how someone feels. Um, and you, I mean, you see it every single time you open Instagram. I mean, you can't scroll far enough before you see something like that. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the problem with it too could be the internet. I mean, like how much. Stuff. Oh, it is. 100% you can literally right. open the internet, go look up, like just you might even like come across a random. Not might even. You will come across randomly just some kind of like sexualized thing. You've got like. And TikTok even more so. It's just account after <laughs> yeah. account after account after account. <laughs> from personal experience, I oh, yeah. Absolute dirty stuff, though. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, if you go, I've heard like terrible. examples of this. People saying if you go back to like, is it 60s and 70s, maybe even 80s, if you want to like, find like. The, the word like sexualize, like to sexualize someone is like what we would consider just like normally going out in public. Like, yeah. just like, you know. 
And then like, I, actually I was going to talk about uh, pornography. That's fine. Go for that. I was going to say, go back to like 60s, 70s, probably 80s. It's hard to find it. You have to like leave your house, maybe go to like a special store that they only have in like certain areas or something like that. Yeah. Like the hurdles you have to jump over. Yeah. It to took get, effort to get yes. it. Well, one could argue that's Today awesome. you could go online and you can Google that four letter word and oh, yeah, 100,000 options would come up. <laughs> More than 100,000. Yeah. <laughs> One could also um, acknowledge that it's also kind of a credit to the internet. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm not saying you're wrong. It's absolutely true. Like, it, they're not as, like, conditioned to accept people who are, like, porn stars back in the day. Especially not in the 60s. Like, but, like, when you say, like, 80s, 90s, that's more a credit to the internet. Like, then it was becoming yeah, more yeah, sexualized. Yeah, that's the point. And then it became more of a transition that fed into modern day. But before yeah. that, like, 60s, if you were considered, like, if, if you were known to be a porn star, you'd be considered as just... Yeah, yeah, well, see, I mean, right. think think about how normalized it's become. Right, right? Which you have issue. websites like OnlyFans or like Twitch where you can just no, not we'll get yeah, Twitch, Twitch. Is, <laughs> well, Twitch is becoming like it's that not now. as bad. Right. So you can respect, like OnlyFans, can but respect, it's yeah. normal and you do it for money and people don't really judge you as much as they would back in like the uh, well, and that's a product of the decades. internet. So what I'm trying yeah. to say is like you can Dude. respect someone's choice to do it. Like you won't like say like oh Jesus God, you're less than you're absolutely what you just said. Not a single word of that went out. Okay, so. Like I said, you can respect someone who chooses to do it, but don't normalize it so you feel encouraged to do it. If you don't want to do it and like you just need, are desperate for money, yeah, don't that'll default lead, to that. That'll lead to more like sexualization society. Women will just like, okay. Well, I'm gonna throw, I'm gonna make the argument that pornography is something that needs to be banned. Honestly, I yeah, agree. I do think it. I I'm just gonna make too. make that point. It destroys someone's image. Period. Not it destroys everything. It destroys society yeah. as a whole. I mean. There's so many things that are wrong with it. We can get into that if y'all want. Or you can, I mean, sometimes on. sometimes I try to get into stuff like that. Uh, uh, I'm supposed to have the view of protecting people's freedoms, religious beliefs, and agency. So there's a lot of stuff that I think are some of those awful things on this planet, but I don't necessarily think that we should just go ahead and ban it just because I just do feel like people should have the opportunity to choose. As much as I as, – it's a horrible thing, really. Yeah. And it tears so, apart so families and stuff here, like that. So, it's not great. Okay, so that's I, I, I like to go on this opportunity to choose this, this free will, not free will, sorry, this um, freedom, freedom aspect that we live in, uh, where it's you're free to do whatever you want and however you want and with no consequence. I think that, you know, real freedom, I said this yesterday, actually, in class, uh, real freedom is denying one's, uh, oneself's pleasures. I, I, yeah, okay. that is a good point, actually. That's the argument I'm going to make. Following with that, um, yeah, following up on that, the freedom to. So, how, so how would you define freedom? Freedom is knowing, I guess, like I personally, starting from a moral moral standpoint, basically, like starting at, um, the neutral ethic. From that point, then you can discern what's like, um, you know, like right and wrong, and then your freedom to choose. Again, it's always up to you. But you so, so freedom is a is a so what free, defining freedom is you get to choose whatever, or is it what you get to choose within a moral compass? You get to choose within yeah, like a certain range. Like there's a certain point where like it doesn't become your choice. Like you have to not like violate okay. a certain aspect. Like not okay. just law, but like yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like just from any standpoint, really. Uh, what Isaiah said, I like. Uh, the thing about freedom being your ability to overcome your desires or something like that. I actually, I actually really like that. Like that, uh, I would say that's leaning toward like mental freedom. You have more freedom to maybe be who you are. Yeah. Uh, make your own choices if you're able to overcome maybe desires that might not be that great. I was talking more about like freedom and like what you can and cannot do. Like what what part of you thinks that uh, pornography should just be banned in general? Is that like, the religious part? Because a lot of people maybe think of it like religious part like that. They say it should be banned because like, oh, it's a thing against God. The thing about that though is that limits upon the religious freedoms of the people who maybe don't want to be a part of that religion. You're now uh, 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 hurting their religious freedoms. And that's, that's why I'm saying it shouldn't be banned. Or sh yeah, okay. so it shouldn't. In terms of like, like more... Uh, because I'm going to say that the three largest religions in America all disagree with porn. And they account for about nine, other than atheism, they account for about 90% of religious people in America. 
Yeah, so, and no, atheism like, is, is a big thing. Most chunk do, as well. But, but I, I mean, feel it's, it's again goes back to the religious freedoms of the people. I agree. Religion produces a, like, a set of parameters to follow. Like, otherwise, so, it's so like, okay. So I think yeah. that people should be free to choose whatever they have. However, just like what Matthew said, there's a there's a limit, right? Something like pornography. That, like if you can name me one positive that comes out of pornography, there's no positive, not a single positive. Okay. So that's my point. If you like, if you could name one positive that comes out of watching porn or having porn on the internet, then we can have a debate as to maybe we shouldn't ban it. It doesn't. But if you can't, for example, like why, why is it okay for, for like, why is it not okay to kill? The thing is, is, you know, some, some people's religious beliefs might be that, you know, you can go around killing people. So it's the same thing where it's like, there's nothing good that comes out of killing someone, right? We can all agree on that. In the same way, if there's nothing good that comes out you, of pornography... You could say that they're uh, infringing upon the person's right to life. Again, that's all up to... That's not something good. Like, what, what yeah, good that's, comes that's out what of I'm killing saying. someone? Like, I'm saying, but that maybe that's like a general lodge because by... Like, if you'd remove that law and you everyone had been like, oh, I could just kill you, the then that would just, like, ruin the person's opportunity of life. I don't know. Okay, so... Okay, so... Good point. So, like, the, the point is, right, the things that we say in law that are wrong... We say they're wrong because they hurt other people, they hurt yourself, and there's nothing good that comes out of it, right? Murder, for example, if I kill you, obviously, I've done more than hurt you. I mean, you're not alive anymore. I now have to live with that guilt on my head, Yeah. and nothing good happens. Nothing good happens if I kill you. The same way, when I watch porn, what goes in my brain is a ton of garbage that is complete fantasy has relates nothing to my sexual life with my partner or lack of partner. It, there's nothing good that like, you know, it, so that's, that's hurting, hurt, hurting me hurts other people. When I get into relationships and I try to act like porn, like what I see in porn is what sex is. Now I've hurt the person in front of me and nothing good comes out of it. So why is it still legal? You can't offer yourself to someone when you're only like half of what you're supposed to be. You know, like you, you can't, Give your all and like your actual emotions to someone when they're blocked by your desensitization. Basically. That's exactly so. So nothing good comes out of porn. So why is it still legal? Man, that's like. Well, the reason why it's it, legal it, it's is because of the point. money that's I mean, maybe, tied to yeah, it. That's true. I mean, exactly. that's it. I mean, Otherwise, I mean, you could think. It, I mean, I I would say that maybe it's just because you're not directly hurting. No, someone. No, you are directly I mean, hurting someone. I mean, you're directly hurting yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a start. I mean, I just meant like directly, as in like I feel like me shooting you in the face is a lot more direct than you maybe have to go slowly deteriorating our relationship yeah. because. Uh, but it, it's but the, the psychological aspect of if I watch porn and I'm in a relationship, I don't see the, the you know I don't respect the I mean, girl in front of me, me as you much. Say me, maybe, maybe it's because maybe it's because it, uh, I feel like maybe watching porn for you maybe destroying your relationships is a lot would be a lot more harmful to you than uh well that's not true kill someone because women are more emotional than men so it does hurt women arguably to the same or even more worse than men do because we get desensitized yeah i know i'm I'm having a hard time coming up with a line and again i feel like this is another problem that we have in our modern american society is that there's no consistency line yeah there's double standards everywhere we look yeah yeah you know, there's double, there's double standards when it comes to education. Double standards when it comes to why is porn legal? Yeah. Like, like if if every if our whole legal system is agrees with those three rules as to why things are illegal, and porn fulfills all those three rules, why is it still legal? And the, the their answer really is that it makes a ton of money. It, yeah. That's why it is. I mean, maybe the maybe most if, lucrative. Business. Maybe if the majority in the U.S. wanted to ban it, then. I don't know, maybe sure, whatever. But at the same time, that's I mean, I'm I'm saying, honestly, I'm, honestly, maybe I'd be for it. That's the problem. Because I mean, I'm saying, it's based part, on our current legal system, yeah, it doesn't make sense that it's not banned. Yeah. And the majority of people, though, they don't have like the ethic or the actual standpoint to know that it's such a bad thing. Like they can't realize. I'm no, like, no, no. Everyone knows. Right, but they like the benefits. It's of it's, it's again, taking your again, it's pleasures, and your your short term pleasures, above. Your long-term success. Exactly. And that is something that, again, is wrong with modern-day societies. That every single person, myself included, takes short-term pleasure now instead of long-term success in the future. Like, no one wants to put in the work for 20 years from now. But instead, like, instead of me studying for a test, I'm going to go to a party and get absolutely laid and fail my test. Yeah. And then, 
so my, my point of view on that is, yeah, I agree with that, like that scenario, 100% it should go straight for your test. Like, what are you doing, dude? But uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that you should always skip out on opportunities. That's not what I'm saying fun. either. Yeah. But what I'm, saying is, saying. what I'm saying is, as a mindset, your mindset should not be fulfill myself now, forget about it. It should be, Earn your, gratification, your, your mindset should be like, work for my future so my future is easier. Yeah, I mean, so there's, there's uh, something my seminary teacher likes to say a lot is uh, don't give up what you want now for that big thing that you want in the future. Or he says it a different way, but that's mainly what he's trying to get across. And one example he actually lose from this last year, he works for the Falcons, um, was that Calvin Ridley, you know his yeah, story yeah. where he uh, was sports betting. Calvin Ridley, instead of keeping his multi-million dollar contract, I don't know how much it was worth, I'm sure it was multi-million, Instead of keeping that, being able to play football, the sport they love, and uh, be able to keep going, he decided to just bet on a sports game. Doesn't matter how much it was. That was I mean, against was like the rules of the NFL. Yeah. yeah. That was against the rules of the NFL. He gave up a season, and he has, I think, the potential to be banned more just because he wanted to bet like $100 on a sports game. Yeah, it's that same thing. It's that short-term like pleasure spike, whether it comes from gambling, sex, drinking, you take that and it's like, I'm going to do that instead of something that can build my future. Exactly. I think that is the underlying most um, detrimental thing to modern day society. Yeah. I also like to use, uh, or sorry, I like to think, I saw this quote, it was uh, laziness, or is it laziness makes today easier and tomorrow way harder, like way harder. Hard work makes today harder, but tomorrow easier. Think about your future. Work hard now so you don't have to work way harder in the future. Yeah. I like to think my dad, honestly, he, I really like um, uh, trying to maybe be like him in terms of hard work because he's an amazing hard worker and uh, a great role model. He came from like very little. He was very poor. His parents divorced when he was like a teenager. Um, and he worked really hard. He was able to, he got to BYU, graduated with a, uh, he ended up getting a bachelor's, I think it was computer science, something like that. He went working like Intel for a little bit, decided to quit. He didn't like it. And he works for a uh, Pulte group now. It's a home builder. He, he worked, he works really hard. He, his bosses always love him. In fact, his, uh, he's like best friends with the CEO. Actually, I wouldn't say best friends, but pretty good friends with the CEO. He's worked up. The reason we've moved so many times is because he keeps getting promoted. Now he, uh, I guess this isn't a secret anymore because he's in Atlanta, Israel. He got promoted to CEO, or sorry, not CEO, COO. And I think that uh, transition takes place next year or something like that. And he, he really came from like, I wouldn't say nothing, but he came from very little. Like he always tells the stories about how uh, they had, they just eat whatever they could when he was younger. I mean, he's got like four sisters too, so... That oh, wow. made it all the more harder. First of all, congrats to your dad, my guy. That's good. That's absolutely awesome. And I'm always like, I'm always like, that I want to be like him. He's got this uh, like amazing family now. We all get along pretty well. He's able to mm. afford pretty good stuff, like good education for us too. And that also makes me scared too because I'm afraid it, since I've grown up in comfort and uh, having more opportunities, yeah. that makes me scared that I'm going to grow up. I'm not going to be able to work as hard. Yeah. I feel like you, you're definitely a good like you have good no, I, 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 I hear exactly what do, you're saying. Do you have that? Like, yeah, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like every day. <laughs> like, sometimes there's are days where you're like, what are you doing, man? Come on. I, mean, I guess, like, and, and y'all definitely know my work ethic. It's not, it's not the best. Um, not the best. I don't even know if it exists. I'm not going to lie. Like, it's, it's not the fact that my mom, like, she didn't really have to, like, work hard, hard for everything. And, like, I didn't have, like, I don't want to say, like, I had good conditions growing up. I was, I was blessed. I'm, I'm, I'm chilling. Like, I live in East Cobb. I live in Indian Hills. I live in East Cobb. I'm, 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 I'm like, one of my, like, house, like, is, like, is, like, from the 70s. It's not, like, a big house. It's just, like, I wasn't, the way I basically came in, like, on the, I guess, educational path, like, scene, like, when I was starting out, like, kindergarten. Educational scene. Shut up. So, basically, my transition from elementary school to middle school into, like, the first year of high school. Like, I was a hard worker. I had really good ethics. First year of high school? And... <laughs> first semester of high school <laughs> first and, week that's what and then i don't know what happened like everything just like it became so insignificant because like my parents they just expected the good stuff to happen they weren't they were comfortable with me right they expected me to do good and when i started faltering saying like oh, okay it's okay mom, i'll do better they trusted me to do better and 
like you still gonna need someone to continually get on your back about it and like okay because i i haven't had much to like like so, live up to in terms of like my family i mean like my dad he has a huge business and stuff but still like so I, there's not yeah. as much pressure because i you know I so here's what i'm gonna say internal motivation is one of the hardest things to attain but it is 120 times more powerful than external motivation that's right exactly People pushing you to in the right direction is good and all, but it means nothing if you don't want to push yourself. No. Okay. Yeah. It's, you really have to take it to I was actually telling Matthew about this That's back on saying. Friday. You, the, the way I do it is to really truly make it internal and personal is I take everything or that one thing or maybe everything that I want most and I tie all of the work I have to do into that. And I trust the process and I say, you know, if I get all this work done now, I'll be able to get that thing in the future and I won't have to worry about it and I'll be able to lift up, live out the rest of my life happy. Yeah, I mean, you'll be surprised, like, you know, how much you can do when you're internally motivated. Like, I, I'll say, like, you know, for me, like, the way how I learned to be internally motivated was this podcast. Because no one's telling me to to yeah. record episodes, to edit, to post. No one's telling me to okay, do this. Yeah, when you say you were starting a podcast, I was like, bro, what is he on? <laughs> and then, <laughs> hey, here we are on the podcast. Here we right? are, episode 30, uh, 40 something now. That's crazy. Something bro. like that. Started less than a year ago. That's crazy. Yeah, it started, it started in March. But it's like, you know, this is how I've learned to become internally motivated. And now when I apply this in school, dude, I've never done so much better in school in my life. Like, I, I am chilling right now, like big time. Like, I'm doing really well. So it's like, you know, and you'll be surprised how much you can change in how little of a time, you know? Yeah, I'm going to be dead serious. It's been like, I used to kind of uh, uh, maybe not take homework as seriously as I, I, I used to never like, do homework. Yeah. <laughs> I meant the first, like, uh, most, or actually until like uh, a couple of weeks ago or something like that. I used to not take it that seriously. I used to a couple do, weeks ago. I used to do, <laughs> I would always do my math homework during computer science class. And it's not because I, it, uh, computer science is like worthless or just because that's when I want to do it I'm just like good at computer science I don't like to pay attention that's my highest grade right now actually but um <laughs> I, I kind of started doing it at home and I was like you know what I'm just gonna just start doing it at home then I that way I can maybe chill a little more in that class maybe even do get ahead in another class during that class if I really feel like I want to uh, and it'll take a lot of stress off my back. And then those things at home, maybe that I want to put off till the last second, just get it done now. That way I won't be as stressed in the future. Yeah. And I think like as a society, we've created a lazy society, yeah. right? Like, especially with COVID, like not to make, oh, not to yeah. use it as an excuse. <laughs> no, I believe COVID was a big reason. Like, well, I mean, I just, for me, that was like the turning point, like near the end of it. Right. The thing is, I, I I know this is very uncommon, but I honestly think that I improved over COVID. I did, yeah. I, did, yeah. I mean, I think we were all in that stage of life where we, we were bound to improve, right? Exiting freshman year of high school. I mean, like, you, like, you can't really go yeah. lower than that. So I, <laughs> I mean, for, it, it felt like, like a metamorphosis where you like went into your house for a yeah. year and I mean, a half, not see, half a year or something like that. And yeah. you were like... I, 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 there was a few times when I'm like, I just didn't like who I was. So I decided to make a That's change. That's the thing. So like I say, I definitely think I improved, but I didn't capitalize on those improvements and I just let it slide basically. And so you can't this let is it go. My, you got to keep going. So this is the, yeah. like the equality opportunity thing, yeah. right? We all had that same opportunity, you know, not, not to take a shot at you or anything, no, I mean, I just, but in general, like every kid exiting freshman year had that same opportunity yeah. and what percentage came okay. out with the, came out with the outcome they wanted. Exactly. See what I'm saying? So, and that goes back to the whole equality thing at the end. We, we can wrap it up after this, but um, where it's like, you know, true freedom is like denying yourself, right? Real equality is, you know, having the same opportunity, which everyone does technically. There's some, there's some, you can, you can debate socioeconomically, but within your socioeconomic platform, you have the same opportunities as everyone else. You know, you just have to capitalize on those opportunities. And I think that, you know, as a society, we're, we're in a slump and we need to get out of this slump. Yeah. But yeah, and that's as all. Someone who's at least semi part of that slump currently, if not fully part of it. <laughs> I, I've been working on it recently. It's gotten better. I've been disciplining myself and it's, no, I'm surprised you showed up today. It's better. Yeah. It's better. Yeah. Honestly. You, you showed up on time. That's the first. Well, I mean, not the first period, but whatever. I mean, this dude's <laughs> actually gotten like, did I tell you I, 
this week he actually got like a head map, like he was a day ahead. Yeah, decided to, I, one to do that. Like, yeah, let's go. You know I was saying? like, I was like, geez, Matthew. I know I talked to you on Friday, and but like, like this is the first time I'm, that like, went to Harvard, the homework. Geez. Like it's just like yeah. I just get a. He was getting right more now. problems right than me. I know. I'm the I was homework, like, dude. Let's there was it. one I had no idea what he See, was doing. That's He's what like, happens. I got this right. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding. This me. is what happens when he tries. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like this is something new. Like I always used to try and like. I mean, middle school is very different from high school. Like a lot of. Like, you did not try high school though. Uh, the, yeah, the <laughs> of high school, like transitioning into like the huge environment. I was like, oh, uh, you I might have tried this. for like a week. Yeah, but I know what it's like to try and do really well in some. But like in terms of high school, I just haven't committed myself to do it. It's scary. It's a scary commitment. <laughs> it is because you're so comfortable with not trying. You're so comfortable and you're fine. You're. Right, you're right. It's not like you're failing every class. No, well, I mean, yeah, it's not like you're failing it, every class. I'm, but it's like taking that step and then committing to it is like. Yeah, and that, again, that it, it, I general. feel like it goes back to like the comfort of uh, just not really trying. Like you're not trying, you don't care, so you're just kind of like comfortable where you are. And then it, uh, I meant to say it goes back, but it goes back to um, that thing where are you gonna try now or in the future? Are you gonna work now or in the future? Yeah. If you leave yourself comfortable now, not trying, where are you gonna find yourself in the in future? Years. In like a pit hole where you have to work hard, but you're not getting paid a lot, where you're not happy, where you don't have great yeah. relationships, not a lot of money, all that. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well. Sounds like that's all. Unless you have anything else. Uh, there was one more thing I think I meant to mention at the beginning, and it was that I think we did mention the country is divided, and yeah, mm. I do think that a lot of the problem is that nobody, like nobody ever tries to compromise ever. They don't think they like they're do. like, okay, we're a hundred percent right. You guys are wrong. We will not compromise. If you don't give us everything we want, yeah. we're not going to like, so the, yeah, let you do anything division, else. And then there's just like negative, terrible division. Like in the sense that if you be constructive about it, like if you try to advise someone on your opinion, not saying they're wrong completely. And I think I already said this like a while ago, but you have to accept someone's decision to think a certain way, but then encourage mm -hmm. them using your own reasoning without negating their own. Yeah, and then remember, compromise is maybe each party gives some up in order to maybe like yeah. make peace or get something themselves. In like no party, in like neither party in the United States right now is really trying to do that. Yeah. If you're gonna unite the country and bring us together politically, you got to give something up. You can't just get yeah. everything you want because that's just not how it works. I mean, think about the compromises that brought the country together. Like not supporting this compromise, awful it involved slavery. The three fifths compromise. That gave each North and South each something they want, and they gave something up, and mm -hmm. they were able to make the Constitution out of it, right? Yeah. Mm. That was a three-fifths compromise, right? Yeah, it was just like a, a law that, to yeah. enable yeah. equal representation. Uh, still awful that involves slavery. Amidst a different, complete situation that was terrible. Yeah, I would prefer that it had, had ended differently. But, I mean, you know, made yeah. Let's better. go back to his point. It's like, you know, in order to think, you have to risk being offensive. Yeah. Right. So you can't just you know, conform to whatever society wants and just kind of like, not like if you don't like in order to have opinions, you have to risk being offensive. So yeah. it's okay, but it's just like find the middle ground between people. I agree. That's Absolutely. all. That's all boys. Yeah, it. Wrap it up. Shout out to Penguin Gang YouTube's coming out shortly. <laughs> oh my God. Be a gaming channel, including have you started right here, me, I thought you were about to start other people. Obviously Isaiah. Uh, I have the Google Calendar set. I so this is this is what I told him. The thing is, I thought we weren't gonna. Speaking, I thought we weren't gonna reveal our identities because I thought yeah. we were gonna just be like like say whatever we want. So I mean, what I, I like, what I told him was, listen, this is your project. This is my project. So you define the terms, and obviously, you know, it's been like two months, and nothing's happened. Anyways, <laughs> thank you guys for watching. Keep it ninety nine. <laughs> Make sure to subscribe, like, comment, share it, and uh, be tuned for that. Stay tuned for that next episode. Appreciate it. Later. Peace. Jesus. See ya. Thank you for breaking my ears. <laughs>